The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. Welcome back to part two of this episode. I really hope you enjoyed part one. Now let's get back into it. How did you find going through college because you said a couple of times that you're surprised you even survived i don't know man i don't know how i did that i i hey i must have tested done all my finger sticks and but you know i like i learned how to drink alcohol in college i learned how to i learned how to drink a lot of alcohol and then still remember to take my nightly insulin before bed that's skill that's a skill i know it, it was a skill that i developed <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but I, you know, I can't, I just like looking back, I can't believe I did it without a Dexcom. I just blindly, you know, in my tiny purse that I would take out to the frat parties, you know, I had my little meter in there, I guess. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, I feel, during those types of periods too, <laughs> you know. I was like, I will be in college forever, you know, yeah. like, yeah, man. But like, I don't remember my numbers being terrible. I'm sure like, I guess I could probably call my doctor and see what my A1Cs were back in that time. But like, I always came home to, to do my endocrinology appointments and always got my pres- prescriptions filled, like knock on wood, but haven't been to the hospital for a diabetes related thing since I was diagnosed. So, I mean, I, I took care of myself, it, but I still had a lot of fun. <laughs> Which is important. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I just like, I don't know, blended everything so I could be like <laughs> having fun and taking care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything, Ariana, that you think you think back over, like even as a child, is there anything that, or like young adolescent teenager, was there anything that you worried about then that you don't worry about now as an adult? And then on the flip side of that, is there anything that you now worry more about or think about more or find more challenging as an adult that you didn't even consider as a child? Um, I don't think I thought enough about like diabetes complications back when I was younger. Um, and I, I think that was probably something that I should have thought more about and, and, the reasoning as to why I should keep my numbers in range. And like, I don't really think I thought about the why I think I just thought about like, okay, whatever, like I'm high, whatever, like I'll crack down, yada, yada. Um, but obviously now that I'm older and I'm like 
going to the, I mean, I, I always went to the eye doctor, but you know, a lot more of our peers are showing signs of diabetic retinopathy or like, you know, other, other mm. symptoms of having diabetes for years and years are coming into play. And I think like, I'm, I'm very thankful that now, you know, my, my management is the utmost importance and it's something that I take a lot of pride in my A1C and how I, how I, you know, my graphs and all that stuff. I'm, I'm proud of myself as a patient uh, and, you know, looking at all that stuff. Um, But that's something obviously like I just didn't think about at all when I was younger. Ignorance is bliss. yeah. 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 But I'm also grateful that now, you know, as an adult, I realize how important it is to, take care of myself. I'd like to live a long and pain-free life as possible. Of course. Absolutely. And it's, it, it, it is actually something that I have been thinking about probably more the last year than I have before, not for any reason specifically. Like I've, I've always been aware of my management. And as you say, like I've always taken pride in it because I know how important it is. But the way I kind of look at it is, and a be- even a message that I try and get across is the fact that like the longer we live with it, sometimes the more complacent we can become because I've had it for five years. I've had it for 10 years. I've had it for 15 years. I've had it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And if we become complacent, then things may not stay in the place that you want them potentially. And it's almost, it's a, it's a tricky one because the longer you have it, potentially the more confident you become, potentially the more complacent you become. But the reality of it is the longer you have it, you're also incrementally getting closer and closer and closer potentially to a consequence or a Mm -hmm. complication or something going south to a certain degree. So it's always like, I like to try and keep the balance of confidence and not complacency regardless of how long I live with us. Yeah. Yeah. I will say like, just because we're like in the next phase of getting my health into a place where we can start a family, Mm. it's given me kind of even more inspiration to like, okay, you got to pay attention to things. You got to make sure your numbers are good. You got to like have it top of mind a lot more than you once did. So it's kind of like, allows me to have a reason to continue to, you know, do my best every day. Mm. How do you feel going into this phase, as you say, looking to start a family? Good. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, sometimes I get like kind of competitive with my own self. I feel like I do that anytime I'm like working out or kind of with, with anything in life, like whether it be, you know, my career, um, I get kind of competitive and so. <laughs> I'm like you can do better, bitch. Just die. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, it's it's been like I said, kind of inspiring to be able to have like fresh eyes on my why of of why I want to take care of myself and why I want to make sure that you know I'm I'm taking insulin 15 minutes before I eat to try to you know not have a spike and and to uh, put my pump on uh, activity mode a little earlier so I don't see a drop and just kind of all that jazz, just keeping it more top of mind. It's like more fun. Mm. 
there's there's obviously a lot of people that listen to this podcast like globally and a lot of them i would imagine are female potentially gonna gonna start a family soon or some sometime down the line even with the kind of build up to it for you is there anything that you're more aware of is there anything that you're you're looking at adjusting or changing or being more focused around that you feel will benefit it yeah so so basically like what i did was last like i would say six months before we even got to the phase where we wanted to like move into this time in our life I saw a, or I found a high risk pregnancy doctor who she actually has type one diabetes, which oh, wow. is so helpful. And yeah. she has delivered so many babies. She's delivered babies of her own. Like she's had babies. And, and so I met with her and she basically, you know, it was even before I switched to a pump. Um, and she was like, great. All of this sounds great. Like we're going to work on getting your A1C down. I'd like to see it like six or lower. Um, and once you're on the pump, like come back to me, I'll help adjust your things. And then, so seeing her was amazing. So she basically takes over my, like at the point that we do get pregnant, she'll take over my, um, endocrinology and diabetes management until I deliver. So it's nice having, you know, someone in my corner that I love my endocrinologist, but he doesn't have type 1 diabetes. So her being able to look at my blood sugars every week and like send me info is going to be great. Yeah. Um, so anyways, basically she gave me a packet that is like, okay, here's some ideas for morning meals or what to have at lunchtime, like getting more protein in your diet. So in fats, so that like your blood sugars stay more stable and just kind of giving me tools I need to lower my A1C a little more to prepare for the time in my life. Um, and it's that's really, amazing. Really that, helpful. Yeah. It's amazing that she has type one herself. I'm so lucky about that. I'm so whenever that, whenever that time comes, she's yeah. going to be like, just so nice to have around. Wow, I'd love to get her on the podcast. I'm definitely going to get her details on you. <laughs> get her on the podcast. Um, speaking of career and speaking of business and what you do, Ariana, tell us a bit about Cup of OJ. And I'm not going to say Cup of Joe because apparently that's that's what people often say, is it? Yeah, I don't... It must be just like reading it quickly, Cup of OJ and, and I'll say Joe. But yeah, so... Um, so I started sharing about my type one diabetes on Instagram in 2016. I like randomly was searched type one diabetes on social media and realized other people were posting about it. And I was like, I could do this. So <laughs> I started sharing more of like a part-time, not part-time, but just like in my free time when I'm home from work or on the weekends um, of kind of the ins and outs of having type one diabetes. And um, in 2020, when COVID hit, I got furloughed and I already had somewhat of a following. I really enjoyed posting about type 1 diabetes and my experience with it. And um, I decided that I was going to start doing more art and painting more. I've been an artist all of my life. Um, I used to go painting with my grandfather when I was younger and I took art lessons for years and years. Um, and so I was like, let me start painting and start drawing more. And I have all this free time on my hands. 
And so I decided to start making designs for others living with type 1 diabetes. I, you know, growing up, there's nothing that diabetes-related products that I want to use. They're all made for old people or for children. And so I wanted to make and design products that, like, I would wear or use or feel connected to um, that's colorful and inspirational. And so I started Peppa Boje Creative, um, which has bloomed into a full small business where I design stickers and shirts and zip pouches and um, so many things that have little tie-ins to type 1 diabetes. I, I have my rock-on finger prick design, which is one of my most popular ones, which is a rock-on symbol with the blood drop and the index finger. Um, and yeah, that, that in part with sharing my experience with type 1 diabetes online on my Instagram is my full-time job and my full-time career that I've been doing for the past few years. And I love it. I love it so much. Who knew that, you know, sharing something that I is on my mind 24-7 would be so cathartic, but yeah. it is. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't diabetic? Because obviously this is, this is like stemmed from obviously being diagnosed, but it's your business, it's your passion, it's what you love. Yeah. What, what would you be doing if you, weren't, think, if you weren't diabetic? Who knows? Um, I'd probably still be doing art. I don't know that I would be able, like my community online really is why Cup of OJ Creative is successful um, without the support from people who just kind of understand what it's like to live with type one. I, you know, maybe no one would care about my art. <laughs> Um, but I, I would probably, I don't know. I did go to college for film, so maybe I would, you know, be living in LA, but LA scares me. <laughs> so you're a creative person, true and true, Ariana. Yes. Say the least. I feel like, I feel like even if I wasn't like, I don't think I could ever not share my life. I, I love creating. I love, I love, you know, putting a, my story out there and doing it in an authentic and aesthetically pleasing way. And I love it. Mm. What's the most popular product or what has like, what part of OJ create or cup of OJ creative has kind of resonated with people the most, do you feel? I do have a sticker that says I am diabetic. Hear me beep. <laughs> I love that. I love that one. Um, and then Let's see, what are some of my others? I kind of like will design stickers as I experience something in life. So I did a couple pod change videos and Adam, my husband, would pop in and he goes, it smells like insulin in here. And so then I made a sticker that says, it smells like insulin in here. Nice. So thing, anything that kind of, you know, will slowly or slowly has becomes something i think one of my next stickers will have to do with like babysitting my blood sugar that's on my on my list to make so that's yeah. scoop Hot it's scoop all ahead right of there. you all <laughs> these different ideas are going to start coming through <laughs> yeah i actually saw I, I only watched before we did this podcast one of the pod change reels or videos you put up on instagram where obviously adam's your your husband's name where he puts your arms or his arms oh, through yeah. you it was unreal 
<laughs> Loved it. But also, also very helpful in terms of actually showing people how to change a pod and how to put it on and yeah. how to take it off, which is great. Yeah, he's been great. He, uh, we did a couple of videos a few years ago of like dating a type one diabetic and, and kind of like having people ask questions for him of like how he, what he thought about it originally and like how he thinks about our future and how he supports me and yada, yada. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's dating with type one is so scary, especially because you're telling a stranger who you like that hey, there's this thing that I'm going to have forever and it's like a little inconvenient sometimes. Will you still love me? And do you want to still be with me? Do you think I'm cool? Thank you. <laughs> um, so it's, people love that, you know, just have some insight on on how that is and how to approach that with someone. And And I think it's really helpful to show, you know, Adam in my videos of just, showing a supportive partner. Um, I had this one girl a while ago and she was like, I, and not to say like my relationship is not perfect. We, our marriage is wonderful and I love my husband so much, but that's not to say it's always like, you know, roses and champagne, but this as one girl life. was like, yeah, as, as life. But this one girl was like, I broke up with my partner. I read your blog about dating a diabetic and I saw the way that you guys, like what Adam had said about, you know, wanting to support you and never wanting to like tell you, you know, how to live your life and to, to manage your diabetes, but being there and support. And she was like, I realized that I was not in a relationship where someone cared about me or, or, um, supported me in any way and and so I, I ended it like thank you for you know giving me an insight as to what a healthy example could be because mm. I wasn't having that and I was just like wow I'm so yeah. nice but I'm so yeah. sorry but yeah you. yeah it's sad but also yeah nice but nice like, that good. yeah you deserve way better yeah, yeah of course but like yeah, like it's difficult because diabetes is such an intimate thing. You, it, it can't not be supported, you know, and if it isn't mm -hmm. supported, then it's not going to work, in my opinion. Yeah, and it has to be such a fine balance because you yeah. don't want someone who like every day is telling, you know, is trying to be like your doctor and is trying to <laughs> tell you that every day you're not, you know, oh, you shouldn't, do you can't do that or don't do this. You know, that's very... Oh my God, I could not imagine, you know, being with someone like that. But then at the same time, you want someone who will understand if you're having bad days or if you're like, just not feeling it and, and need to take a minute or need to take a pause or what mm. have you. Mm. Did they give, not that we need to go into massive detail, but did she give any detail or insight around like how the person was? Or is it just like not supportive? Yeah. I don't Sad. remember. I think it was just like, yeah, someone who just like didn't understand the ins and outs of the disease and therefore, and like didn't care to. Mm. And I just. You could yeah, do a whole episode on that. I know. I, yeah. I can talk about this forever. 
same anyway, thing. That's yeah. why I made a career yeah. out of it. There's <laughs> yeah, so exactly. many aspects of type one diabetes exactly. that I Look, talk about every day. It's all ahead of us. It's all ahead of us. Ariana, I've yeah. one more question because I know you're I know you're very busy and you've a lot on your plate. A bit of a strange question. We've had very, very varied answers. But if you had to thank your diabetes for something, what would that be? Oh my gosh. I I love this question. Um I thank my diabetes for making me a stronger, a more resilient, a um, more brave person. I feel like I would not be the person that I am today in so many ways without my diabetes diagnosis. I feel like it has taught me so much about my body. It has taught me so much about nutrition and what to feed my body and like how, how I just take you know, health so much more seriously. Um, so I think there, although it is obviously a disease that no one wants and a disease that we will live with forever, unless we do more 5Ks, I just always think like, you know, we'll probably have, a, you know, there's, we're, I'm okay to live with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's manageable. I'm not, you know? I'm not holding my unless, breath. Unless we do at least 10 more 5Ks, you know, to walk <laughs> for a cure. Um, I'm not holding my anyways. breath. <laughs> so it's i don't know it's taught me a lot mm. it's there's obviously like it's a terrible terrible disease to get and it's a learning curve and you don't no one wants to live with it but i'm thankful that it, i can manage it manage it i have the resources and i'm thankful that it's you know made me into the person i am today who i love so mm. what an amazing answer what a reassuring answer for anybody who's listening so thank you Ariana um, I really enjoyed this episode have to say really enjoyed it as I said I've been following you on Instagram for quite some time so it's been nice to finally actually connect and chat to you properly um, for anybody Ariana who isn't following you for anybody who isn't keeping uh, keeping a track on uh, a cup of OJ or a cup of Joe <laughs> it is cup of OJ just to clarify cup of OJ not yeah. Joe um, where can people find out more about you, Ariana, where can they find out more about the business, what you do, all the good stuff. Yeah, you can um, shop Cup of OJ Creative at shopcupofoj.com. Um, I am on Instagram and TikTok at Ariana Frayer. That's Ariana with one N, kind of like Grande. Um, and then Frayer is F-R-A-Y-E-R. And Cup of OJ is Cup of OJ Creative on Instagram and TikTok as well. Good stuff. I'll have all those links below in the description as well. So check it out, follow her, buy stuff off a shop. You're definitely going to benefit from it. Ariana, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this and uh, I look forward to seeing what else you do. See what else you pull out of the bag. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take it easy. Another massive thank you to today's guest. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out their social channels and links that we've included in the episode description. If you enjoy the podcast, which I'm guessing you do because you listen, be sure to rate, subscribe, and share. It really, really helps the podcast get heard by more people when you rate, when you subscribe, and when you share. If you feel that you've been able to benefit from it so far, likely someone else would be too. If you have any questions or stories for myself and Graham, please do not hesitate to reach out. We absolutely love getting in the email stories and questions. You can do this through the podcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to learn more from me, stay connected or even work with me, 
and other people living with type 1 diabetes who want to be fitter, healthier, and happier within my type 1% better online program. You can message me directly through Instagram or you can fill out an application form through the link in the podcast description. And as always, another massive thank you to you for your time and your ears. We greatly appreciate you showing up each week, time after time, ready to gain knowledge and confidence around your diabetes management. So until next week, have a good day, have a good week, look after those blood sugars, and I'll chat to you soon. Take it easy.